Indians taking out the Twins on Monday night. It is Kyle Gibson facing Danny Salazar. He's in trouble bottom two as he faces Eddie Rosario. And the 2-0 pitch. He lines one center field. That's going to drop for a base hit. Scoring is Polanco holding at third. Escobar. Twins lead 1-0 on Rosario's RBI single. 1-1 pitch, line drive, base in left field. Lindor scores, and Carnacion with the RBI single, and the Indians lead 2-1. So on well stroke, right center field. This ball's hit a long way, and that ball is going to be gone. Brantley connects for his second homer of the year, a no-doubter. Okay, Cleveland now leads 3-1. Pitch coming up, 3-2, setting up away in the pitch. Swung on it, missed, went off speed. And he chased it. That was ball four. And Polanco strikes out to end it. Three strikeouts this inning here in the bottom of the sixth. They strand one. Three to one, Cleveland. You're listening to Twins Baseball. Twins still have a pulse. Two outs, bottom nine. And the 1-0 pitch popped up. Shallow center field, Chisinau in. Still coming, calling and catching. And the Indians hang on to win by two. Twins had a chance. Just one hit shy again tonight as Cleveland wins game one, three to one. The Indians hang on for the 3-1 win as Francisco Lindor went one for five to stretch his hitting streak to 11 games. Danny Salazar gets the win. This comes after posting an ERA north of eight in his previous four starts against Minnesota. The Twins certainly had their chances on Monday versus the Indians, but they can never quite get that clutch base hit when they needed it the most. Here is twin skipper Paul Molitor about the lack of overall offense in the team's 3-1 loss on Monday. Uh, we left a lot of guys on um, opportunities early. They talk about that, how they come back, and uh, you know those opportunities when you don't get the runs you think that you should, um, especially when you got a good pitcher on the mound. Uh, he settled in after he got through those first couple of innings with minimal damage, and uh, you know it's a typical Cleveland game, and they they went to their three guys at the end and were able to hold on. But um, you know I, I think the, the following. Uh, Rosie put us on the board, and then we had an opportunity to add on there. And first and third, nobody out. We uh, we couldn't get that guy in. Um, you know, Gibson was was better. Um, you know, the, the the double by Lindor and and the two out knock by Encarnacion with their first couple of runs, and then he gave up the home run to Brantley. But he hung in there. Um, real nice job by Rogers and Duff to you know give us a chance. But you, know, you leave 12 men on base. That's, uh, that, that's not usually a good sign. The bottom of the ninth was almost a game in itself with the close yeah. strikeouts and the Sinos at bat. Uh, well, we'll give yourself a chance. You know, you, you want to swing from extending the game and maybe maybe winning it there. Um, you know, Rosie got us going, and uh, you know we, we just kept getting alive. Kepler hit the double, and uh, Miggy had a really good battle there, and uh, you know just followed that one pitch down the line, and uh, you know. Joe had an opportunity there and, uh, you know, just wasn't able to cash it in. Even though Kyle Gibson did not get the win, his effort against the Indians on Monday was much improved as compared to previous starts against Cleveland. Here is the tall right-hander talking about his effort on Monday. Um, 
I think there were some some good aspects of it and some frustrating aspects. Um, obviously, if I'm not uh, if I'm not going to keep the ball in the park, I'm going to be pretty frustrated with myself for a long time. Um, just something that it, uh, that can't happen, especially with the guy that throws primarily sinkers. And you know that pitch was a four seamer, but um, just not executing that uh, in that instance and, and giving you know up a run of insurance is big against a team with that kind of bullpen and that kind of staff. So um, you know that's the that's the most frustrating part uh, that I take away and. Um, also, got to be able to put up zeros whenever the team scores. Uh, and when I start doing that, I'll be a little bit more encouraged. But um, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, Castro and I's plan, um, and we stayed with it and uh, attacked with fastballs, and uh, you know, tried to make them respect that. And it seemed like every time I threw an off speed is when you know I gave up the hard hit balls. But um, you know, overall, uh, it's always tough when when you lose a close game, and, and uh, you know, when you feel like uh, you, know, you give up enough runs there. Uh, to to really give that bullpen a chance to settle in. Do you know where the home runs are coming from? That's never been a problem for you early in the year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, you know the the two to the Royals were on on pretty tough pitches. Uh, the one to Romine uh, was just kind of the wrong pitch at the wrong time, and you know the one tonight just really went in Brantley's wheelhouse, and uh, you know also a combination of I was throwing all those lefties in, uh, so whether he was looking in there and then it just ran to the middle, uh, you know, that's a bad time to to not execute a pitch. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, definitely need to go back and, and look at that and, and try to limit those because that's something that, you know, uh, the the two years that I've thrown okay, I've limited home runs. And I need to get back to that just because that's just not who I am. You know, let's uh, keep the ball on the ground and let the defense work is, is what I need to get back to. Josh Tomlin faces Phil Hughes coming up on Tuesday.